everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, my name is Dr. Beth Trammell, and I am a child psychologist and associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East. And today we're going to talk about e-learning and tips for success. Uh, I know that e-learning can be something that is really um, overwhelming from time to time. And, and maybe there's other times where it just feels like there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. And so I want to talk a little bit about a few tips for success. You know, over time, I've done uh, some consultation and uh, training in the schools. I have a lot of friends who are teachers, and uh, I also have four kids of my own. And so I've been able to uh, practice some of this e-learning alongside of y'all. And uh, based on my experiences as a psychologist, I've put together a list of five tips for us to practice as we are, as we're doing e-learning together. So uh, my first strategy for us is to create a daily checkoff list, right? So every day our kids have a list of things that they need to be doing. And I recommend, even though most of their learning management systems like Canvas or whatever, um, sort of system they're using for all of their assignments, I would still recommend creating a daily checkoff list. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First, our kids really like, and frankly, I think we all really like to cross things off of a list, right? Where we get to uh, kind of say, yes, that part is done. <laughs> I like that. In fact, sometimes on my to-do list, I write things on the to-do list that I just got done that weren't that wasn't on the to-do list just so I can check it off. Um, but our kids really appreciate that too. And the other thing that it does is it gives them a visual for how much they still have to do that day. So creating that daily checkoff list helps make it less overwhelming to them and maybe may minimize some of the Ugh, I don't want to do e-learning today. Uh, if you show them they have a list of, you know, just five or six things that day. And if your kids have, you know, more than, I don't know, five or six or seven things, if they have 10 or 12 things on their daily checkoff list, you may just try to spread those out or ask the teacher if there's a way that you could spread those out. Because, um, you know, having more than that to do on a checkoff list probably is going to be daunting to any of us. And if if you've ever created your own to-do list, you could imagine having 12 things on there, looking at it and saying, there ain't no way I'm getting any of that done today. So my second tip for us is to do harder things in the morning. So the subjects that take the most brain power, I would recommend you trying to get done in the morning. And your teachers uh, know this, and that's why most of the main subjects that your kids have, like math and reading, those math and reading blocks almost always occur in the morning. Because what we know is that our kids' brains are more active and ready to be uh, soaking all of that in in the morning. Now, this doesn't mean like first thing, as soon as they wake up, you have them sit down before they eat breakfast because, you know, they got to get right to it. But it does mean that strategically, if you plan uh, to do the harder things when their brain is sharper, they are going to be less likely to meet that with resistance. So create a daily checkoff sheet, do the harder things in the morning or the main subjects in the morning. They don't have to be first, by the way, um, just at some point in the morning. The third thing is don't let them hang out for too long after they wake up, right? So if they start getting into playing video games or watching something on YouTube or, you know, starting to engage in some sort of activity at home 
before they get into doing e-learning, they are probably going to be, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I've, I've been playing for a while. So I recommend you have them wake up, kind of get going, get breakfast. Maybe you do your morning routine. And we're going to talk more about routines in another podcast, but kind of let them get up, get going, but then don't let them have a whole lot of time in the morning. You know, if you think about how it would be if they went to school, they wouldn't have a whole lot of time in the morning to be doing other sort of things like watching TV or playing iPad or something like that. Most of them get up, they eat breakfast, they get ready for school and off they go. So if you can try to kind of mimic a little bit of that so that it's not, yeah, we're going to start e-learning at 10 o'clock because, um, you know, they want to get up and do other things ahead of time. You may have a harder time getting them to transition from what they're doing that they are enjoying to having to do schoolwork. So the fourth thing is breaks and snacks. (laughs) That's what I wrote down, breaks and snacks. Uh, We're going to talk more about breaks in another podcast, but I want to just remind you that Throughout your child's day at school, they are getting lots of breaks. You know, their teachers are teaching them, you know, maybe a a five or 10 or 15 minute lesson. They're getting free time to work on what the teacher has taught them. And then after that, they're getting a break to either read or do something at their desk or something like that. The point here is that your kids are not working straight through six different tasks that are on that daily checkoff sheet that you have. Also, Remember that some of your kids, especially your younger kids, if they're in, um, you know, my kindergartner, he eats lunch, lunch at uh, something like 1045 or 1050 or something. And so keep in mind that, you know, even though they eat breakfast at 730 or eight o'clock, let's say, they may still be ready for a snack at, you know, 930 or 10 o'clock because they're eating lunch. Technically, their bodies are used to eating lunch at 1045 or 11 o'clock. So just keep in mind that those breaks and giving them a healthy snack or letting them pick from a basket of snacks that you have uh, created or have okayed, let them choose at whatever point they sort of are starting to get squirmy. When I um, talk about uh, breaks in the other uh, podcast, you can check it out. I am going to spend time talking through what happens if we don't give them breaks and what happens if we don't give them snacks, which probably for most kids is going to look like misbehavior, distractibility, disrespect, opposition, defiance, that sort of thing. So if your kids are starting to get squirmy or, um, you know, kind of starting to whine a little more, complain a little bit more, maybe that's an indication for you that they uh, need a break or they're getting hangry (laughs) and they need a snack. Uh, And the last thing uh, that I wanted to share in terms of tips for success is to check on them frequently and give positive feedback frequently. And I think we forget about this because even as I was creating this list, I was thinking about my own experiences with my kids doing e-learning. And I realized that um, I'm not giving them enough positive feedback. I will kind of get my kids started, get them settled, get them going on their e-learning stuff. And then I kind of like walk away or I do something uh, on my own computer or um, kind of doing my own work. And then when they're done, I'm like, okay, great. What's the next task? But what I stopped to realize is that most of our kids are getting frequent positive feedback from their teachers way more frequently than I know I was giving it to my kids as I stopped to think about it. 
So as they are reading a sentence, the teacher may be walking around the room giving positive feedback, a tap on the shoulder, you know, a a great job reading that, great job knowing that word, or great job getting that, great job working hard. Any of those things, our, our teachers are giving them a lot of feedback and a lot of checking in on them. And so if you have walked away from your child and um, haven't really come back to him or her until, uh, you know, the task is done, realize that they probably would have gotten at least one piece of positive feedback and maybe more than that if they were in the classroom. So even if you're not specifically, you know, sitting down right next to them, following along the whole time, because I'm not necessarily saying that that is reasonable to be doing either, or realistic for some of us who have so many other things going on too. But I am saying, you know, walk through the room where they're at. Go out of your way to kind of loop through to to see how they're doing. Check on them. Ask them, what do you need from me? Is there any help that you need from me? Can I Can I do anything to make this easier for you? Now, that doesn't mean we're holding their hand the whole way through, but it does mean that their teachers are available to them all the time right throughout the whole school day. And so it's not really necessarily that you have to help them the whole time, but I want to encourage you to be available for help if they need it. And if they have to kind of yell to you from the other side of the room, or if they have to get up and get out of their chair to come get you, we're breaking their concentration. And that's kind of a thing that maybe we want to avoid doing, right? So if you continue to loop back through every minute or two or four or whatever, and again, I know that sounds unrealistic, but the more we can be available to them, even if you're saying, okay, I've got to go over here and I've got to do this for the next 10 minutes. If you get stuck on something, move on to this and I'll come back and I will check on you. That's great. At least that gives them the sense of where you'll be and when you'll be back so that they don't have to break their concentration. So a little bit of a recap here. Uh, Tips for success for e-learning as we are continuing on that journey. One, create a daily checkoff list for them. Two, do the harder things in the morning. Three, don't let them hang out too long after they wake up so that they don't get too sucked into other things that they're doing. Four, remember breaks and snacks. And five, check on them frequently and give positive feedback frequently. And now as I'm sitting here thinking, I also want to add one more, which is to create a space for them. So just like at their, um, in their classroom, they have a desk and they have all of their things right there. They don't have to go searching. I'd encourage you to create a space for them in your house somewhere. And It doesn't necessarily have to be at a desk. It can be on the floor. It can be on the couch, wherever it is. But make it almost like a a sacred space for their work time or make it a consistent space for them to come back to, put all of their stuff in one area. And maybe if your kid is having an especially hard time or they're just especially annoyed with e-learning, maybe you have them help you. Uh, You know, you ask them, where would you like to do your work? And what what could we put there to um, make it feel better for you? You know, we have one of those um, lap desks. And my daughter was real excited that I told her that she could use a lap desk to do her work. Uh, It was like, 
I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me where you do your work, but as long as you get it done, that's all that matters. So anyway, hopefully some of these have been helpful. Uh, I'd encourage you to tune in to, um, we've been doing some Facebook live sessions. You can find those at, uh, on Facebook at uh, Make Words Matter for Kids. I'd also encourage you to check out my blog and my website, makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I look forward to hearing any feedback or questions you might have. And as always, I hope that you can connect and make words matter for good with your kids. Adios, guys. Mm-hmm.